Welcome everyone to another episode of Real Talk with Bella. I am incredibly excited to, as I am every time that we host this fun uh, shows, uh, to be um, in the company of Bella's publisher, Jennifer DeSillis, Jenna Guarnieri, Lauren Wilson, and Matthew Aversa. We are going to be talking today about all things PR. And because we're in the middle of a pandemic and shitstorm you are allowed to curse here on real talk uh that is COVID 19. um i wanted to have a conversation with uh, pr professionals who have supported the magazine for many many years um and really get an insight as to not just how they're coping with how their businesses have been impacted but how they see from a pr perspective um, things go, are, that are going to be changing over the next few months as they already have. So let's do, um, of course, you know, we would, I would say ladies first, but in this case, we only have one guy joining us today. So Matt, <laughs> please introduce yourself first. Hey, yes, I'm uh, Matt Aversa. I am a uh, senior director um, at Brand Style Communications here on the West Coast in Los Angeles. Um, we focus on all things fashion, beauty, um, and also entertainment. Awesome. Lauren? Sure. I'm Lauren Wilson Pollock, and I'm the founder of LWPPR based in Montclair, New Jersey, and I specialize in fashion and lifestyle clients. <laughs> awesome. And Jenna, who is, I mean, I'll let you introduce your business with my dog in the background, uh, <laughs> but Jenna also does PR for Bella. So, Jenna, go ahead. Yes, so thank you, Vanessa. So my name is Jenna Guarneri. I'm the founder of JMG Public Relations, and we specialize in innovators who are changing the world to be a better place, i.e. Vanessa. <laughs> well, that's cute. Thank you. I didn't pay her to, to say that, just so you guys all know. <laughs> okay, so first of all, let's start. I mean, um, Jen put a great group of questions here together for us. Um, let's start, let's go right in. What is the impact that you've seen um, in the PR world uh, with everything that's been going on right now? I'll take that first. So there's two things to that, I think. And I think there's one, what we're pitching, and then secondly, who we're pitching. So what we're pitching, when COVID first happened, it was a bit of chaos for the media people and then for publicists as well, because there was no blueprint of how to manage a situation like this for everyone. So everyone was really trying to navigate it, especially the first two to three weeks. And that was really, there was, there was editors and writers who were being pulled into different beats. So someone who may cover sports all of a sudden is covering COVID. So it was difficult to navigate who and what, especially when newsrooms were closed. So everyone's working remote. So you can't call to find out. So you have to figure it out. Um, as best as possible. And then you also have to be sensitive to perhaps COVID is affecting a writer or a reporter. And how do we find that through social media? So you have to dig even deeper to make sure you're not pitching someone that is being affected by this whole thing. And then in terms of the content too, you have to be sensitive towards it. And also you don't want it to come across as being salesy or trying to leverage COVID to your own benefit. So it's knowing when was right to talk about it, how to infuse your client into that, and just overall figuring out a good balance. Because at the end of the day, we still have to get placements for our clients. So we do have to pitch, but keeping all those factors in mind to make sure we're being sensitive to everyone. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think in addition to all of that, just 
for, I don't know about you guys, but some of my clients had to pause contracts just because it wasn't feasible for them anymore. Um, and hopefully we can pick up when all of this uh, returns to normal, but that's definitely a challenge for us on the PR side. Um, again, I think, as you said, Jenna, with being creative and trying to come up with different angles, um, in the beginning, I agree so many of that journalists and editors were working on a COVID angle and a lot of my clients, it's just trying to figure out like, how can we spin this to be sensitive to the current situation, but also provide um, a great resource to these journalists. So like Nicole Miller, a fashion designer in New York City is one of my clients. And you know, a lot of journalists weren't working on fashion related stories and pitching $300 amazing cocktail dresses because no one was leaving their homes. So we had to come up with different ideas of how can we stay relevant. And um, in turn, we tried to um, do a ton of pitching about face mask tutorials. So Nicole was going on all of the morning shows, going on Zooms and Skypes and just trying to stay relevant um, and also providing like something really useful for viewers and for readers, but definitely different, you know, not pitching cocktail dresses and spring trends like I would at this time. And I I'm going to add for that too. Sorry, Matt. I just want to put that too for Lauren. I think that was so smart of you because you didn't try to, Nicole didn't try to make a mask that you were trying to sell. The mm -hmm. difference was she was helping people. And that was a key difference because and you can really. Teaching you, she was teaching you how to make it yourself also, which was really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt? Yeah, no, I think, you know, what you said, sensitivity has just, you know, been something that's so important right now because you don't know, I mean, people in the PR world also, you know, with furloughs or pay cuts or clients who can't afford their contracts, editors have also been, you know, let go, publishing houses have been closed down. So, you know, sensitivity is, you know, very important, like you both said, because we don't know what's going on with other people. Um, but yeah, you know, we do have to get placements for clients. And that is our job. Um, so, you know, just kind of understanding what everybody's going through um, mm -hmm. was very important when this all started and now still everything's evolving. I think too, like it's interesting to see it um, on the flip side, like for Vanessa and I, when this all started, we said, you know, obviously we want to cover it and we want to talk about it, but at the same time, we don't want all of our coverage to be COVID. You know, we want people to have a place they can go and read other things and get entertainment and kind of get their mind off of it. Um, and, you know, even yesterday we were, you know, getting a story ready and we're like, well, do we want all of, you know, bellandmag.co to be face masks and doom and gloom and you know it's it's a tough I guess line to walk and I like that uh, Lauren you touched on it a little bit you know creative ways that now you're spinning it where you know I can still pitch Nicole but I'm going to pitch her in this way um, and that kind of leads into my next question uh, what are some creative ways that you guys are you know keeping your business afloat and getting your clients out there and trying to you know manage the conversation and still you know stay relevant Jenna? Um, oh. Yeah, I'll take that first. So for us, we had a simple idea of just asking our clients consistently, how can we help? Because we want to make sure they know we're here, we're doing extra, as much as work as possible, because we want to keep the work, of course. So it's a simple question for us to maintain what we have just by asking our clients, how can we help you in this process? And then also to get creative in the pitching for us, it coincidentally worked out for us that the clients we have 
there is some sort of expert voice where they can contribute their thoughts on the stock market right now or their thoughts on networking from remote. So there was things that could be done um, for us at least. And then also on top of that is using this time for us as an agency to work on ourselves. So building our networks and we're not trying to do any sales right now so that's on hold so it's really just about connecting with people on a human level and just also strengthening our assets as a company so working on things internally we're, we've been really focusing on that's amazing lauren or matt yeah i think you know getting getting creative i mean we've got to also pivot everything's pivoted towards you know everybody working at home you know studio opportunities are obviously out of the question so if you're not able to go into studio, how can you make your clients or make sure that your clients are available at home or you know wherever they are to be ready to be on camera or to get on the phone, whether it's Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, you know, make sure they have all the capabilities um, and really, you know, make sure the clients have been prepared for this shift is really where, you know, we started out and it's worked out in our favor so far. I think also just being a lot more present on social media and providing um, creative ideas for clients to be utilizing on social media. So doing Instagram lives with other experts and um, cooking tutorials and the face mask tutorials and just continuing to try and stay relevant um, outside of just pitching traditional PR and um, traditional media. What do you think um, with regards, I mean, you all have given just amazing insight but like as far as like thinking to the future like the long long-term effects of what this all entails for because i know personally this has forever changed you know how i view the world how i see my company how i see my team even the people that i want to continue to work with from a pr standpoint and as you continue to pitch you know how do you see that you know the repercussions like or, or are you seeing any of it already kind of seeing you know some things that are starting to like cement themselves and just being like the new norm i could tell you here in los angeles i mean just the entertainment world as a whole has completely shut down um and i don't think it's going to be for quite a while that they're able to pick back up and go you know back to business as normal you know these these studio lots like the universal lot or you know the fox lot or you know warner brothers can't reopen. They can't have people on there a lot. So you don't have shows like, you know, any of those, you know, like morning shows happening. You don't need the daily shows happening. Um, and I think it's going to take a long time for these shows that have, you know, over a hundred people working in one, you know, one studio, one stage um, back in the same place. I think it's going to take a long time. And then also, you know, working in entertainment PR, you're not going to have these films coming out. You're not going to have these TV shows coming out. You know, we, we do a lot of stuff with film and television, you know, working on the titles and the cast and all that. But I, there's no way to really tell when those shows are going to go back into production. Um, but also, you know, people are, I, I don't think, you know, a lot of the cast members of these shows, I don't think they're really going to want to leave their house for a while. They've got a lot at stake. They've got, you know, multi-million dollar careers and big shows on the line. Um, so if they were to leave their house and, you know, if something was to happen to them, you know, I think that that's, that they've weighed their options and figured that if they stay home, they're probably better off doing that. So how long is it going to be until we see talent walking on a red carpet? I don't know. Talent walking, you know, doing an interview. It's just, I don't, I don't think it'll be, you know, any time in the near future that that's going to I'm happen. in pain when you say that. <laughs> it's so it's scary. Like a, it's oh the long God. game because um, it, I was actually, I learned about one of my favorite shows that actually 
completely won't even be able to go back into production, which is uh, Frankie and Grace. Um, that I think they announced it, I think a week ago or something. <gasps> like due to, yeah, due to the fact that- Don't say that. Just, listen, I'm just saying what I read on social media. And if it's on Facebook, it's true, right? Anyway, um, it, it, it just, <laughs> it, it, it took me a minute to kind of, um, to, to just kind of come to terms, like, is this where we're headed? Where, uh, and then I heard last week, uh, like a local boutique that um, just obviously of high-end apparel and whatnot will literally not reopen its doors. And I think that you're hearing more and more of these stories um, kind of come into the light. And, um, you know, in you're representing, obviously, people who thrive on getting more press and media and, and, and coverage, um, but they don't have the budgets anymore to pay you to even pay whatever they have going on. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's just like a collective frustration all around. Um, and, I, and I do believe that the long-term effects um, are going to be, I mean, we're not gonna feel them in August if August is the day that this is all lifted. We're gonna feel them for a while. I think this is going to be a pain, a pain point for everyone for a very long time. That's what I think. I don't, I don't think it's all going to be negative, though. I mean, here we are on Zoom. You know, I wouldn't have seen you guys <laughs> for a while unless sure. I was in New York. Exactly. My phone's constantly ringing with FaceTime, Zoom, you know, Skype, talking to everybody. Because, you know, like Jenny said earlier, making these connections and talking to people throughout this whole, you know, thing while we're all at home. I mean, I don't know if we're bored at home, I, but, you know. We, we need to talk to people. I have to tell you, I am, I'm done. Like, this is cute for a minute. <laughs> uh, I see us meeting this way and connecting this way, like for a team meeting. If someone can't make it, like we'll make it available, but I need to be around people. I need to see people. I need to hug and high five. And like, I need, I need human connection. So to your point about, you know, a red carpet event, like our publication thrives on our live events and our cover events. And I, you know, almost lost my opportunity to wear my dress. And I know that that sounds frivolous and, and flaky, but um, it made me, it actually propelled me by doing that, by honoring like my cover, um, my cover party. It has continued to, to set me on this path of like self-care, you know, like I forgot what it was to do my hair and makeup for a minute there, you know, and it actually um, has just um, trickled into just my daily life because it's self-care that I need to do for myself to feel better, to be able to face the day because in my house, I don't know about all of you, we're taking it one day at a time. You know, I keep telling my kids, maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and everything will be back to how it was, but we don't know. So just one day at a time. And um, I think as a business too, that's how we've been doing it. Um, because uh, for a while there, every day it was like <laughs> something different and, I, and you know, something different and even more difficult every day. I mean, the first three, four weeks and Jen can attest to that. I was like, don't say anything else because I think I might just implode right now. Just, you know, a series of bad news one after the other. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't wanna make, um, make it seem like it's all dark and gloom, but at the same time, there is a reality that, you know, um, for those of us who are fortunate enough to at least have a home and shelter and whatever, you know, there are people out there who are facing extremely difficult uh, times right now. So um, what advice would you offer to 
you know, anyone um, who may be struggling uh, in, in a PR situation, because listen, we haven't stopped receiving pitches. Um, it's the type of pitches and, you know, as news, here's what I've been finding as the trend and every week it changes depending on like the new discovery that has been made, right? So then you're getting pitched a series of experts who can talk about um, the effectiveness of getting the antibody test or blah, 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 whatever the case may be. And by the fifth pitch, I'm over it, I'm done. Like there's how, many, how much can you actually talk about this um, without it then becoming, you know, so overwhelming because at the end of the day, in our case as Bella Magazine, we're not a hard news outlet. We, we don't um, follow stats and, you know, we're not Fox, we're not CNN, we're not those types of outlets, but we do want to share feel good stories. But again, like Jen was mentioning before, I found myself emailing her yesterday. I'm like, oh my God, like I really don't want every featured image to be someone wearing a mask. You know, we want to highlight businesses and people who are doing amazing things amidst, amidst this crisis. But at what point do we, <laughs> you know, put a lid on it in, in the sense of giving people something else to read and to engage with? And like a bit of an escape if anybody wants to share just creative ways that they can you know what are some creative things that you have been doing for i know you shared some um lauren with nicole but um for example i mean i'm going to give you a perfect example one of the first pitches that i got probably a week after this all happened was um from one of the kardashians like that she was walking down the street in a silver plated um stroller for her dog i'm and i'm sitting there and i'm like who who does this right now like who number one who cares honestly who cares and, and number two like these are not the things that I, I would even i these are not the things that i would even share um normally under normal circumstances under normal circumstances um through bella so like know your outlet right it's like a basic like basic 101 know your outlet know the audience of the outlet um but what are some things that you can share with that you have found successful aside from pitching you know like you said nicole in a different way like what are other things that you've done the next oh sorry go ahead lauren jenna i was just going to comment on uh, how you said before using your clients as uh experts so maybe not all of your clients are truly uh experts in the field but finding a way um, to figure out how they can be useful and resourceful to comment on stories that are relevant to a specific publication and the readers. So again, like going back to Nicole with the face masks, or I have a career coach who uh, I've been working with since January, and you guys just featured, featured her on the podcast last week. But you know, now more than ever, people want to know what do I do? I got laid off because of COVID. Like, how can I pivot? What should I be doing with my resume to remain relevant? Um, is there, what should I, what should I be doing during this time during quarantine uh, to stay relevant and on top of the job market? So um, pitching her for those kinds of stories. And I've been getting her featured a ton now more than ever, actually, which is um, crazy, but just finding ways to make your clients um, feel relevant and providing expert commentary, I think is uh, the best way to pivot in this, in this crazy world. Yeah, and to add to that, and this kind of connects with Vanessa, what you were saying is that 
there's this level of a deeper connection, another layer. So I think things are becoming less superficial, less about the celebrity and about the silver dog walker, but more about everyday people and how can your client and their personal story help you. So there's this meaningful connection. I think we're seeing more of these stories and finding that versus bringing something that doesn't matter right now. You know, there's so much, so many big things going on in the world that a product doesn't matter. But perhaps the story about how the struggle of right now for that client, that their their company, what they're facing, and sharing their story. So there's this, and I think that might change also the conversation in the future too about more everyday heroes, more about everyday people and just how it's affecting them. <laughs> plug. We're, which is a shameless plug to our current beauty issue because honestly, it was, number one, it was not only the right thing to do, um, but it was just what made also the most sense. Like there was just no way that we could feature, um, you know, and make this about one person when it was just, it's genuinely just affecting everyone. So um, it was really amazing to, I mean, I mean, and the cover story itself goes into, you know, anyone from a pizza delivery guy to a construction company that completely shifted their business from construction to mask making, um, to uh, an entire emergency crew that is, uh, oh my God, the one that touched me, one of the craziest stories was the City, City Angels. Jen, um, the, the guardian angels, the guardian on, the angels yeah. on the subway, on the subways, which right at the beginning of this whole crisis, were out there still feeding homeless people and making sure that they were taking, taken care of. So, um, to your point, Jenna, it's, I mean, I have personally always just lived for those that type of stories. And it's definitely once, you know, I took over Bella, more of the stories that I know that I wanted to highlight and that our readers also um, wanted to read more about. Because at the end of the day, I, you know, relating to someone who we see all the way up here isn't, um, isn't real and isn't attainable. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, when anybody is just flipping through those pages to, um, and also through our website and also through our online content, you know, that they're able to see themselves and what they're seeing, reading, or consuming from, from us. I'm actually, I'm curious if you guys want to talk about, um, and you know, Matt, you kind of touched on it because you do a ton of entertainment and celebrity, um, you know, and not just celebrity entertainment. I mean, I was reading last night that 11 Madison Park in New York, which is one of the greatest restaurants in the world, might not reopen just because it would cost so much money for them to be able to reopen. And we talk about, you know, photo shoots and shooting our next cover and thinking towards it, like general things that we're also used to, especially in media and entertainment. Like, what do you think the future of that is going to look like? When's the next time we're going to be able to, you know, get together with a celebrity and a full hair and makeup crew and shoot a cover or throw a cover party? Because I mean, I'm ready for a cover party. I'm ready to, you know, resume normal life, but I'm wondering, you know, what do you think the face of that is going to look like moving forward? 
wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> I know. I do, I do think. I Come do on, think Matt. Give it to me now. <laughs> Tell me now. The honest truth is like, you know, this, this crap sucks. Like this, yeah. this is horrible. It's yeah. not fun. You know, we all want to be out there doing what we want to do. Um, you know, we want to be having those parties, like you said, doing those red carpets, going I mean, I'm sure, you know, Jenna and Lauren, you guys know, like going into studio with a client is a fun thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's what we do for a living. It's what we love to do. It's why we do it. It's like, you know, these press hits, these media hits, these placements, um, but also the parties, et cetera. I think, you know, it's going to be, I think it's honestly, my, my opinion is that it's going to be until, you know, we figure out how to do these things while socially distancing. I don't think, you know, I think today I was shocked to wake up this morning because we're opening up in California on Friday. We're opening up bookstores, toy stores, clothing stores. I don't, I don't get it really because I'm looking at like headlines, like NPR's headlines saying that, you know, experts are just finding out things about symptoms. I'm like, well, that shouldn't be coming out the same week as we're reopening. <laughs> <laughs> we were at first before we decided yeah. to take a step. You know, and it yeah. just doesn't yeah. like, you know, sending a yeah. spacecraft into space without any motor. It's just like, I don't know. We're, we're, I think we're prematurely going into some things, but I also think that, you know, that there is, you know, I was talking to another, you know, fellow publicist in the, the PR world out here who, it was saying, well, they're going to need photos of my client at some point. You know what I mean? Like one of the celebrities, they're going to need paparazzi pictures. And so people are staging, you know, like just walking outside oh my their God. house. They're just like calling the paparazzi. <laughs> oh my God. Meet okay. me outside. I need a quick updated photo because, you know, there's oh still goodness. coming out. Oh my um, God. I don't know. It's going to be a different world, but I think, you know, we'll get back to it at one point. Totally. I think it's so interesting. I had a client that had a feature story and a whole photo shoot set up and the issue is still going to run, but we had to use iPhone photos that were taken by a family member. And <laughs> it's just what we have to do because the photographer wouldn't come in and do the proper shoot. I totally understand because this was at week, you know, in week three of COVID. So it was really, really crazy times. But I'm just wondering, like, is this the new normal that we're going to yeah. have to be taking our own iPhone photos and it's submitting funny, them for features? It, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually, as I just kind of think about our next issue, I had that same epiphany. I was like, I may be doing uh, an iPhoto cover. Who knows? Like I, uh, uh, you know, because I think that that's where we're at. And honestly, we're not going to be able to, travel to do the shoot as we typically would um I, w I wouldn't be able to i mean i spoke to uh my la one of my la photographers and they were like yeah no see you like in next year like he has no interest in photographing anyone right now his interest is just to stay healthy and safe and and this which is completely understandable but I think it's hit people in different ways. I know like Ohio opened up, um, I believe last week. And now the only thing that is required in, in public is just for you to wear a face mask. But um, it, it, it kind of just puts things into different, because we're all, every state and every country is at different stages with all of this, that um, I think that's like kind of like the traumatic experience of all of this. It's like every day you wake up and it's like, okay, oh my God, what is it today? What I mean, last last Sunday, murder hornets. Now, right to add to <laughs> to the mix of all of this, I'm like, what is happening? Like, Lord, just give us a spot. Like, that, just that's it. Is that it? Let me just make sure that I wear yellow so that I, I, huh? The plagues, they're coming back. Oh my God, Seriously. I know, no, but this is like, a, I, I, I jokingly told my husband, you know, I'm like, this, you, you read it in the Bible, this, this is a plague of biblical proportions. I mean, we will be talking about this for years and years to come because this is just insane. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the questions, and I think we could pivot a little bit here, because this is just some of the curiosities just by going by the pitches that I'm still receiving. Um, and understandably, business are um, struggling and need to make sales or need to uh, continue to pitch and get their products featured and whatnot. But at what point, um, you know, does a media outlet then turn and say uh, for some, and I'm just speaking to like someone, and this is obviously a personal question. Um, you've supported a brand or a person for so long, um, you know, at what point, and is this even feasible, you know, there, that a paid placement comes into, uh, into question? And I ask because I've shockingly been approached even by paid placement for covers and features, which I had never encountered, you know, like people are actually willing to, to pay for it. And um, obviously some brands are not, but, where is this where we're headed where you know if you have the money to do so and the outlet is willing to to go with it um you know is this what your client you're advising your clients or like i'm just i'm a little bit in shock to see that kind of pivoting in that way anyone i, I, I think that you know some clients yes um there are opportunities like that. I like to look at things because I mean, we're in public relations, right? So a lot of what we do is earned media. Um, but I think the word public relations in the industry itself really is, you know, how people perceive a brand or a person. And I, I think, you know, paid placements do come up here and there, but I think that there's also marketing agencies that do do that stuff. But there are certain things that they don't touch on. They don't touch on covers of magazines. They don't touch on, you know, television segments. So if that is, you know, an opportunity that comes to me, I'll bring it to a client, but I, I wouldn't, you know, actively go out looking for that for clients. Yeah, I agree. Because our job is to not spend our clients' money on top of how they're paying us. Yeah, they're so paying I us. don't suggest doing that either. Um, I can imagine perhaps other instances, maybe a client feels like they need to get their clients something, so they're willing to pocket the cost of it in desperate times maybe, so they can maintain them perhaps. Um, but I think it really varies depending on the situation you're in, but normally I wouldn't either either. I agree. I asked the question because I've been approached and not before, but now during all of this. So I just was like, do, do we, do we go this way? Do we do, do I take the money and run? Like, what do, what do I do here? Um, no, but it, wrong with it, if it's disclosed, huh? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If it's disclosed, I think, you know, yeah. if people understand that it's paid for. I don't think anybody really, I don't think it matters to somebody who's reading it. I think that yeah. they'll right. at least know that it's paid for, but I don't think there's an ethics problem there. No, definitely not too. And some industries are still thriving right now. So perhaps that's one that's doing okay and they want to push their product and want to make sure it gets out there no matter what. So that could be it too. Yeah. Okay. Interesting perspective. So um, with regards to just PR professionals in general, any um, nuggets of wisdom, not just now, because I, again, I don't want the entire conversation to be uh, COVID related, but you know, what are three things that each of you could share um, that 
I don't know if you want to share your insider tricks of the trade, <laughs> but um, to help and, 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 you know, just to teach someone something that they could do, something simple, like something that I mentioned before, which irks me to this day is when I get pitched like teen um, stars. It's like, I don't think we've ever covered a teenager uh, at Bella. And um, if we do, my son has to really like that person for, <laughs> for me to like even get the opportunity for him. Um, but and, and all joking aside, you know, one of the basic things is know your outlet. Like what else can you share? I think, you know, piggybacking off of what you said with, you know, your son has to like, and you've got to know your outlet. And I think, you know, three things that I just had a conversation with somebody about, about this, like somebody who's getting into the PR world right now. I think you've got to learn, you've got to understand, you've got to connect. So you've got to learn about your outlet. You've got to, you know, figure out who you're pitching, who you're going to. If it's print, you got to understand deadlines. If it's online, you also have to understand deadlines, but you also have to understand, you know, you need something that's going to hook an audience and a headline. Um, you know, if it's broadcast, you know, et cetera, you need to know what your audience is. And you've got to also understand it. You need to know, you know, this is our deadline. This is that. Set the expectations for clients and people you're working with. And then connect with these people. You know, the editors are not with companies right now. I mean, yeah, I guess an insider trick, you know, make, make sure you have people's Gmails right now, because if people are going to be bouncing around or they're going to be more, you know, they're going to be freelancing, you want to have their cell phone number and their Gmail. You don't want their, you know, at company.com or, you know, their office line because, hey, they're not in their office and tomorrow they might not be at the company. So connect with them now while you can build that relationship. Um, that's my three. Yeah, and to add on top of that too yeah. is the connection is that, again, treat people like human beings where I hear mm -hmm. those stories that perhaps publicists and even perhaps even on the other side, they're treating it more like a transaction and it doesn't go well. There's always some sort of like tension that where like the publicist expects the writer to do this or to do that or to write it this way. And if you treat people differently, you'll get a different, you'll have a better experience. So talking to people like they're humans and explaining perhaps the story behind your client, but also caring about the person and how they're doing and what you saw them doing on social or what impacted them addressing it making it more about a conversation, less about a transaction. So that way you can connect for long-term with this person and they let you know when they go to another media outlet and you keep in touch with them and they recognize your name um, because you took that time to care about them. Absolutely agree. I think connections are everything and not just with the media, but with other publicists as well, because I've had so many great leads uh, for new clients from other publicists that it's, you know, not their expertise. And they're like, would love to pass this along to you. And I do the same for them. And I just think that being human, really caring about other people and having that great human connection um, with ever, everyone in the industry is really important. It goes a long way. And I, I mean, obviously I agree with everything that you're saying, but you know, we've worked with some questionable people that you wonder how they even got the job that they got, they have because, um, while I understand that your job is to protect your client and to make that client obviously be seen in the best light possible, um, but if you've taken the time to also do your research, not just about the outlet that you're pitching them to, also the person who you're pitching them to, um, you know, things can always turn out differently if you just have a normal 
human conversation and without that um like awkward and weird expectation that i know that we've dealt with and we're like what is happening right right here and then you're like you're at the mercy of a pr professional when and then you meet the actual talent and you're like what just happened here and it's just like there's a huge disconnect and and it's actually unfortunate because probably the experience with um you know that celebrity or that talent would have been completely different um had that pr person just kind of been courteous and kind it's Um, so true because i i just i went to school for pr and i give it to you guys like it's tough i i don't think i could do it every day it's it is hard but i have to say and vanessa's great about you know, if we have a relationship with a publicist and we work with them, like we'll continue to, you know, help them out and put out stories and push clients. And you'd be surprised how many times, I mean, literally just the other day I got an email, I got a pitch and I'm, you know, running something online. And then the same publicist sent me the same pitch. And I'm like, wait, we're, I just talked to you yesterday. I'm running this or story. Or pitch, me and Jennifer, the same thing. And they'll see us. And we're like, didn't we just get this like, three hours ago, the same thing, like individually. And then they'll, like, it's been, yeah. Um, and to your point, Jen, just to add on, I mean, and, and that's what's gonna be um, our last question is, you know, how can media outlets um, help and support you? I know that, and I take great pride in that because that's something that we did uh, from the get-go was to reach out to not just our clients, but also to our PR team that um, we have been connected with. How can we help you? How can we be of service to you right now? Because this is sucking for everybody. Uh, But what can media outlets do to support you? I would say this, I don't know about you guys, but for me, like I spend so much time and really tailor pitches for my clients to specific outlets, which I think we all should. But I would love a either just a reply saying, pass, not for me, um, don't want to run it at this time, rather than just radio silence. I think that that's super helpful because one, I won't be clogging your inbox with like checking in, circling back, Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, So if you're not interested, I would love just uh, politely pass. I totally agree with you. That's such a big thing. And it's so simple that we were like, we were happy to get the pass because then we can yeah. get off our list and see if we won't bother you again. It could literally be just that one word and that's exactly what we need sometimes. And that's also keeping in mind that the publicist like you is pitching it properly and is doing their due diligence properly. So that way there's just an even level of respect. You're not pitching the wrong person. If, if you got the wrong pitch, I could see why you ignore it otherwise. But saying everything is on par. Yeah. I that's it. I agree. <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't fit, I mean, I think there's, there's an understanding that sometimes, I mean, we're, we're publicists, we're constantly pitching things, but we also need to respond to our clients, let them know that we pitched somebody with that, you know, and we love to get feedback too. You know, if, I mean, that, that always helps. Even, even a pass is fine. Just the four letters pass. But you know, if you could put an explanation as well, why it didn't fit, why it didn't work, if there was an interest, Clients love to hear that because then we can pivot and maybe work with you on something that does fit. That's all incredible advice. Um, and I really just um, commit, I, I, it, it's, it, here's, a, here's a twofold to, to kind of address that. And I know you guys don't get, you get a reply from us. Um, but there are people that not, they literally have pitched you 
and then 10 minutes later you get another one and then another 10 minutes later and there are i mean there's only so many emails that i can actually read and go through in a day and to to answer your question you know and sometimes the pitch is just so bad that you are sitting there like oh my god how do i even like begin to address this um and which leads to uh, that before was going to be my last question but like pr uh press releases um are those even relevant um anymore not just during this time but like are pr really uh, are, are they because sometimes i will get them and they are so just in like impersonal that you're like like mm. how how do i even do this so then you just either pass or pass it along you know one of my favorite responses is i've sent this to my team and someone will be in touch if they are interested i gave away my secret right that. there <laughs> Matt's like wait i've gotten a few of those someone, someone from my team will be in touch if they're interested because then i like i pass it on um or i'll just simply forward the email directly to who i know will uh is you know that's their their the area their area of coverage but um but yeah sometimes the the pitches are just oh my gosh um and then you wonder you know why or i'll get um pitches that include so many steps for me to actually get to the information that um you know we're all busy i get it but if it takes me 15 minutes to open one attachment like i i just i don't know I, yeah. i'm done I think that's also the job of the publicist too, to make sure you're putting out quality work. You're doing the work, the, the legwork to know who you're talking to and making sure it's the right fit. So when people are doing that, they really should put the extra effort in to make sure it's a match. Otherwise it's wasting your time. And then of course not emailing someone twice in one day, that should never happen, unless it's a conversation. Um, and then also, <laughs> And then also to that to the press release that you mentioned, I personally think it's a bit of an outdated approach because like you said, it's not personalized. That information can just be pulled into a conversation format and have a better approach, I think, and a better response. I think, you know, the press release sometimes is, I, a lot of times clients just want things on the record. They want like just a statement on the record. They want a release on the record. And there are certain, you know, publications, we have to know who those publications are who will run you know, an article just based on a press release and that's it. You know, you, you send it into a news desk, you fax it, you email it to a news desk and they just, you know, sometimes will run with that, but I, I don't, you don't use that when pitching, you know, mm -hmm. you wouldn't necessarily send that. I wouldn't, I won't be emailing you ever, either have I ever sent you an email with a press release because it's just too much. Nobody wants to read that. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're one piece of advice, um, not just for PR professionals, but for anyone who may be listening, who um, landed on this podcast and just ne needed some wise words of wisdom, what would you say to them right now? I think we all just need to remain positive and take it day by day and just continue to be there for one another and support one another. I mean, I'm so thankful that you guys invited me to do this and it's nice to meet other publicists who are also in the same boat as I am. And all and, of you are awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just staying positive and, and being supportive as much as you can. I think, yeah, 
it's, 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 I think we all need to look at this as if we're going to come out of this at one point, you know, so just keep your head up. You know, we're seeing great things happen all around the world. It's brought out the best in some people. You know, we're watching Ellen DeGeneres do some great things. We're watching John Krasinski do his great news. Um, and then we're all kind of, you know, farther apart. I think, you know, that, that, that phrase that we keep saying, we are stronger, you know, we're stronger together. So I think we just got to keep that in mind. Yeah, and I think there's, be patient. We're all in this together it's in some way, shape, or form. So while this is going to be a long process, you can't stress yourself out every single day because you can't live like that. So understanding that the phrase, this too shall pass, eventually we'll get to the end. But be patient in the process because we don't know when that's going to be. So don't stress too much over this. Stress, yes, of course, but you have to have self-care as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone. Um, if anyone is interested in reaching uh, out to all of you, I'll give you also your, your plug. Uh, Matt, where can people contact you? Uh, they can contact me um, through Brand Style Communications at emmaverse at brandstylecommunications.com. Awesome. Lauren? I'm at lauren at lwppr.com. Awesome. Jenna? Jenna at jmgpr.com. And through Bella, because she's a girl. <laughs> but thank you again, everyone, uh, for your time. Um, this was awesome. And I really appreciate all of your insight. I know we, we do. Uh, we love working with you guys. And wish you the best of luck and everything that um, is waiting for all of us. And I can't wait to see you guys. Because it means we're going to be doing something fun. It means it's going to be a party. But here's the thing.